from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about breaking free from the guilt and shame you may carry because you had sex before marriage. And I want all of you to think about this quote that I found this week. It said, never judge someone on their past because they are no longer in that stage of life. And that's really what we're going to be digging into in the show because Mm -hmm. so often it is so easy to look at something that somebody did in the past and to judge them and to be really harsh with them. Even yourself. Yourself or your spouse, right? Because we spend so much time with ourselves. So we're going to be talking about that quite extensively. But before we do that, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this is our opportunity to share what listeners just like you have experienced by getting plugged into One Extraordinary Marriage. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. He zigs, she zags. Get your communication on the same path. And you can check it out at hezigsheezags.com. Just want you to think about it for a moment. Do you remember how you felt when you first met your partner, how close you were? Like, like you could talk about anything and then life seemed to happen to the two of you. Conversation that used to last for hours now lasts seconds, if it even happens at all. Now, think about what it would feel like to have that same level of connection, communication, and intimacy that you had in the beginning for the life of your marriage, to become one of those couples that celebrates their 25th, 30th, or even 50th wedding anniversary while still being completely in love with each other. He Zigs, She Zags gives you the tools that you need to have the communication you desire. This is not just about looking into each other's eyes and sharing your deepest feelings. It's about giving the two of you a map to better communication. So get yours today at hezigsshezags.com. And this hug came to us from a military wife. She said, I just found your podcast yesterday and I haven't stopped listening to it since. I've gone through about 20 to 30 episodes so far. Congratulations. That is, wow. Quick. That's quick to go through that many. My husband and I have decided to set aside one night a week just to talk. Good. No distractions, no technology, just him and me. With those talks, we also decided each week one of us would be responsible for thinking of something we could do as a date that weekend, and the other would think of something new we could try with sex. (laughs) And we would try it at some point during the week, and then we would switch. Talk about taking the lead. Like, I just want everybody to realize, like, this couple is getting intentional about their marriage, and it's super exciting, because not only are they talking about dates, but they're talking about their sex Sex life. life. Huge. She said, since finding your podcast, we have decided to include them in our weekly time and base our talks off of them. Tonight will be the first night, and I'm so looking forward to it. This is going to be a great tool for us, and even though we're in a good spot now, we never know when the next derailment is coming. And just to have this in our arsenal and being mindful of each other and keeping our marriage at the top of the priority list is huge. Yes, it is. She says in closing, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your life for others to learn from and grow from. Thank you for giving us a resource to continue our lives together in a way that not only are we living but we are thriving. Mm. I sincerely appreciate every podcast I have listened to. Thank you for being a voice of optimism in a world where marriage just doesn't seem to hold a massive meaning anymore. Mm. Continue the work because I've already passed this on to so many of my friends and even my parents who after 30 years got a divorce because of a long history of infidelity, but are now trying to rekindle what they've lost. Wow. Talk about Mm. transformation, folks. I mean, this this is someone just like you. 
yeah. that found the podcast, got plugged in and said, you know what? We need to take action in our marriage and look at what this couple is doing with setting aside time and being intentional with one another. Yeah. This is going to be a couple that, you know, I'm sure we'll probably be hearing from them in the next year, maybe less, but their own, we did it because they've done the seven days of sex challenge. Uh, but this is going to be a couple that's going to see, they're going to see an extraordinary marriage. Right. They're going to see it because they're Already. doing it and they're being yeah. intentional. Love it. So as Tony said at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about dealing with breaking free from the guilt and shame that many of you may carry because you had sex before marriage. Mm -hmm. And this actually came about one because of a conversation that Tony and I were having, but also because of another email that we received this week where this was a, came from a wife and she said, I've never really been an open person, especially when it came to sex. It took me a long time to not feel dirty or whatever afterwards. My parents are devout churchgoers that forced me to do purity classes and be abstinent. And at some point, my now husband and I decided to break that vow and have premarital sex. The guilt I felt from that at times was unbearable. Mm. She said her husband recently was on a trip and while he was gone, she went on to say that she took some time to really look at herself, right? And just get to the point where she was okay with who she is. She said, this then allowed me to open up to him about things he had no idea I felt. Okay, just a little Lisa interjection here. This goes back to the idea that your husband or wife has no idea what you're feeling unless you tell them. Uh, we did a show, ESP. Right. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And if you want to search for it or look for it in, I in iTunes, it's just called ESP. She went on to say, I shared that I didn't want to be embarrassed or shy about the things I wanted to try or the things we did in our sex life anymore. I was able to tell him after so long of feeling like he didn't desire me the way I felt. He was immediately apologetic. He's had no idea that I felt that way because I never shared it with him. I never gave him a true opportunity to fix it. I never gave him a chance to show me how he desired with me. Uh, you know, here's a couple that had had premarital sex with each other. And we're still, the wife especially, was still really reeling from from this guilt, right? She goes on to say, you know, I, I've, I've dealt with feeling dirty. I've dealt with, you know, overwhelming guilt. And premarital sex, whether it's with your spouse or with other partners, can be a huge roadblock to deep intimacy in your marriage. Because a lot of you are dealing with the feelings of guilt, feelings, you know, depending on who had sex, right? You're dealing with your feelings of guilt about whether or not that was a good thing for you to do or mm -hmm. how that's impacted you. Some of you are dealing with feelings about your spouse's previous partners. Mm -hmm. You're questioning uh, their level of commitment. You're questioning, you know, you're doing this whole comparison thing, right? Right. Like how do I stack up? How do I measure up? Am I good enough in bed? All of these different things. And, and we share this because we know we've been there ourselves. Right. And not just to each other, mm -hmm but other partners as well. Right. And I just want to I just want to say on the onset of this show is that this is not a show passing judgment on whether or not premarital sex is right or wrong. Like that's not where we're going with it. Tony and I, you know, as Tony just said, we both had premarital sex. So we're getting away from the judgment people. Right. Right, but we because what happens is you know, we can't change the past. Right? Nope. It's it's done. What you can change is what's going on in your marriage from today, the day that you're listening to the show, on into the future, 
So we're not passing judgment on you because, you know, it was really interesting as Tony and I started wrapping our heads around, you know, who, who's having premarital sex, right? Cause I mean, we knew it was us, but we also knew other people that had premarital sex. And we also knew coming into, you know, becoming a part of church families over the years, you know, there are some very, uh, strong religious beliefs and doctrines about premarital sex. And so right. I started doing some, some research here. I mean, it's in the Bible. I, I'm not going to tell you something that you don't already know the, biblically speaking, premarital sex is a no-go. And that's actually what we teach our kids, right? Again, no judgment, just facts. But as we were doing research for the show, we came across this uh, website called waitinguntilmarriage.org. And they had some statistics from 2012. And actually, I've, I, there were numerous sites that all seemed to back up these numbers by and large. So the website stated that in 2012, roughly 97% of the people that they had surveyed had had, you know, in the general population, so not right. religious, just general population, said or admitted that they'd had premarital sex. 97%. 97%. Mm -hmm. So you line up 100 people, only three of them are saying, you know, I'm waiting or I have, I did wait. Mm -hmm. Now they also went and asked those who identified themselves as highly religious. And they didn't break that down as to what, what that was or who that looked like right. or how many times you went to church or whatnot. But those groups that identified themselves as highly religious, 80% had had premarital sex. So that means for those of you that are in church, if you count down five people when you're standing there on a Sunday, one of the five has had premarital sex, right? Because it's one out of five. No, no, four, four, four out, out of five. five. One hasn't. Sorry, that's yeah. why Tony's looking at me. It's like your math is wrong. Yeah. So four out of five have had premarital sex, and so you know what we realized in doing this is one, just like us, we're not alone, mm -hmm. right? So despite the messages that you've received from the church, from your peers, from others who have put shame and blame on you, you're not alone, right? Right, and your marriage is not the only marriage in America or in the world that is being impacted by the fact that one or maybe both of you have had premarital sex. Again, other partners or with each other. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely, because, and in our case, like Tony said, we had both of those scenarios. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, when you start getting into this world of previous partners, and I've actually had these conversations with coaching clients because the topic of premarital sex with other partners or with each other almost always comes up in, in couples where I'm dealing with their sex life. And, you know, this idea of previous partners it is one that holds a lot of resentment and hostility mm -hmm. in a relationship because there's typically one person that wants to know all the details. Right. And it's like when we talk uh, in our trust me, restore, renew and rebuild your foundation, what you find out, what you learn about your spouse, you will never not know about them. Right. So it becomes one of those questions. And, and I've asked people this, you know, they're like, well, I want to know everything that my spouse did with anybody that they were with before me. And I'll stop them and say, do you really want to know that? Do you really want to know what position they got in? Do you really want to know what they wore or what room in the house they had? Do you want to know that? Because once you know it, folks, you'll never not know it. And it puts you in a position to compare mm -hmm. yourself to, to be lying in bed and thinking about your performance as compared to the other people. And this was something that I wrestled with early in our marriage. It was something, you know, as we're dealing with all of the, the baggage that Tony and I both brought into our marriage, right. I dealt with it. I dealt with it in thinking about, you know, the guys that I had sex with prior to Tony. 
and just how, for me, those were not good situations. It was never in a very loving relationship. And so I had my own baggage about sex and what that looked like inside a healthy, loving relationship. It, I didn't, I didn't get it mm-hmm. because that hadn't been my experience. And I brought that shame of what I'd done. And I brought that guilt of what I had done with other guys into my relationship with Tony. And it definitely colored the early years of our marriage. Right. And vice versa for me, my early experiences were with sex was, um, you know, one night stands, you know, these were not like Elisa said, loving relationships in any way. I mean, I, I knew these women all of maybe a couple of days. Uh, maybe I honestly had just met them that night. And so that experience, those experiences also colored how I was going to be in a relationship, in a marriage, in a loving one where we would be having sex more than once, mm-hmm. you know, knowing Elisa. And so, like she said, I did, I had the same thing, like the same, like, oh gosh, had I waited, what did I, what did we miss out on? Um, you know, and, and I will say this though too, prior to us getting married, meeting each other uh, far away from Jesus. I mean, no relationship whatsoever. whatsoever. I mean, Elise and I were in that 97 percentile, 97 percent group, because that's who we were back then, you know? And so coming into the marriage though, even so, not being somebody who knew Jesus, I still brought in this shame, this guilt, this like, what, what did I do mm-hmm. and why? Well, and, and so that's, that's one half of it, right? It's, it's the burden that we bring ourselves, right? Where, you know, we just, we have this, this, what did I do mm-hmm. aspect? The flip side of that is the spouse that is receiving this information, right? You know, receiving the words, I had sex with somebody else before you, right. you know, what are their reactions? Because a lot of times that is met, like I said, with, with resentment, it's met with hostility. It becomes a weapon. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this happen time and time again with coaching clients where it becomes a weapon, you know, especially if one partner was a virgin. And one wasn't. And one wasn't. Right. Right. Because there's the, you know, in conversation when things aren't going well, when there are sexual issues, it mm. becomes, well, you did this and I didn't, mm. which really says I'm better than you are. Right. It becomes this power struggle of, of piety within the marriage. Right, like, I, well, you you are a sinner, and I am not. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that we've all sinned. Like, your sin may just look different, but we've all made massive mistakes. And I want to be really clear here, guys. See, when you married your spouse, when you stood up and said the whichever version of the for better or for worse that you all said, you married all of them. Mm-hmm. Not just the good parts version, not just the part that you like. You married them with their past. That means everything that happened up until you, Mm -hmm. right? That means you married them with all of the decisions that they had made, even the ones that you don't like, even the ones that really irritate you, even the ones that get under your skin and you're like, oh, I wish he or she hadn't done that. You married all of them. Right. And so you can't after the wedding day, after the I do, after the ring and the pretty dress and the big party, you can't say, you know what? Mm, this one, 
This one I'm going to hold against you. You can't do it. It's not fair. And, and I don't use the it's not fair very often in marriage, but it's not. This time I'm going to use it. Right. And we know, again, from the statistics that we read the top of the show, this is something that, you know, a large proportion of us have done. Mm-hmm. And, and so if we're not willing to lay it all out and go, okay, we ourselves need to understand how we're going to overcome the guilt and shame that we feel and also be able to, on the other side of it, go, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to continue to hold this over my spouse. You know, we're missing out, right? We're missing out. Hopefully what we're sharing here right now is that it's not a small percentage, right? We're, we're, we're shining some light on this because for so long, and even myself, I was like, oh, you know, what are those numbers? I was shocked, people. I mean, I was shocked to, to see that, you know? And so it really tells me that, you know, there are so many people who are willing to cast judgment mm-hmm. upon us or look at us and look down upon us. And yet the numbers don't lie that most likely they have been in the, there themselves. Absolutely. And, and we've shared our story. Like I remember when Tony and I, you know, early into being in church, right? I mean, we were still baby Christians. We were, we were out with a group of friends one night Mm -hmm. and we're all just kind of talking about our, you know, how'd you meet and fall in love stories. Right. Right. And so, you know, a bunch of couples sitting around and kind of laughing, you know, just all the young, because we all got married in like our early twenties. And so we Mm -hmm. all met pretty young. And, and so we're in this group that we thought was a safe group, Mm -hmm. right? We'd known these people for probably about six, eight months, Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time with them and we share our story. And we share the fact that we had had sex before marriage. And we there was an immediate wall that went up with some of these couples of the judgment of saying things like, well, we'll make sure to never have you around our kids when they get to that age. You know, when we're, you know, birds and bees and all that kind of stuff. And, and there was this immediate wall between us and people that we thought were friends. And that's where that whole judgment and guilt comes in. Cause I'm like, you know what? That was my past, mm-hmm. right? Very much like that quote that I opened the show with. Don't judge somebody on their past because they're not at that stage of life now. Right. Who Tony and I are now. I mean, it's almost in some respects, Tony and I have been together for 22 years, married for almost 20. Going back and thinking where we were 22, 24 years ago, when we were doing all of this behavior is so night and day different that if I continue to judge Tony on the, the young man, I won't say boy, cause he was definitely a man at that time, but the young man that he was 22 years ago, and I never saw him for the man that he's grown into now, that would be such a disservice to my marriage. If I kept holding on to the, the decisions that I don't agree with and didn't let him walk into the man that he's become, what am I missing out on? And that's what I want to ask a lot of you. Those of you that are dealing with the guilt and those of you that are heaping the guilt on, the, the guilt and shame, what are you missing out on in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Because if you're so invested in pouring on the guilt and shame or in living in that place of guilt and shame, I promise you there is extraordinary in your marriage that you are missing out every day. You were not designed to live in a place where you swim in guilt and shame every day. It's not the way you were designed. Mm -mm. Right. And so, you know, 
I, I, well, no, and I, I just want to. We're gonna we're gonna hit the first point of for you, mm-hmm. the the person who's who's listening right now, who who is holding on to that guilt and shame of having sex before marriage, be it with other partners or your spouse. Mm-hmm. We we want to break you free of that. Absolutely, because we, we got to have breakthrough here. We want you to have breakthrough because you are not meant to live in a place where you are held down, oppressed, right? You're not. You're here to live an abundant life, mm-hmm. an extraordinary marriage. And so we need to break that off of you because there's no room for it. The guilt, the shame is holding you back when you are wanting to have sex with your spouse, right? Because it's in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. I know, I've been there, you know? So we need to break that away and break free of that so you can experience what is ahead. Absolutely. So the first thing that you need to do is, you know, and this actually, I'm just going to say from the onset, this actually goes for both of you. You need to commit to not bringing it up. It, there's no, there's no place for rehashing the past in your present and your future. Mm-hmm. It does you no good. You know, reminding your spouse regularly that you had sex with someone else is not a great way to build intimacy in the here and now. It's not. It's just saying, hey, guess what I did? Guess what? Like, there's no need. Stop it. Just stop it. The second thing that you need to do if you're dealing with this guilt or shame for, for premarital sex or for any actions in your past, you know, we've been focusing today on premarital sex, but, you know, it could be, you know, just poor financial decisions, anything else that you've done, you need to practice forgiveness, right? We, we've, we've talked about forgiveness in the past, but you need to remember that Christ died on the cross for your mistakes, all of them, all of them, not just a few, not just the little ones, all of them. And you need to remind yourself that you are forgiven and you need to tell yourself every day, I forgive myself. I'm not going to be held in place by the mistakes of my past, right? This is not, this is not condoning your behavior. This is not saying that what you did was okay. What this is saying is that you are not going to be held in bondage. And that's what it is. The guilt and shame is a form of bondage that keeps you locked in place and it keeps you from growing into the person that you were created to be. And, and on that note, The Bondage Breaker, mm-hmm. fantastic book that walks you through step by step of what you can do and what you need to do to break free. And this is one of those places a lot of us will be like, oh, well, that's for the, the, that's for the guy or the gal who's dealing with addiction, alcohol, um, drugs, um, you know, it may be, you know, anything like that. But on the cover of this book, it honestly says, and I'm holding it here because we have a copy. It says overcoming negative thoughts, irrational feelings, habitual sins. See, we got to break free of that guilt and shame because those are those, those are those negative thoughts that are holding you back. And we want you to have that amazing sex life. So if you can break free of that guilt, that shame that is upon you, you're going to be able to free yourself up. And, and so much is going to break off and be open for you that you now start to go, oh my gosh, there's a new world. You're <laughs> going to see your marriage from a new lens, right? A new place where you go, oh my gosh, I get it. That is off of me now. And now I can enjoy my spouse. I can enjoy myself during this time. And believe you me, Elisa and I have gone through this. Mm-hmm. 
and experience it. The sexual intimacy we experience now in our lives is because we we gone through the fire. Like we've walked through the fire to get to the point where we can be there lying in bed or wherever we may be and being free of that and enjoying each other and not thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, is, is she enjoying this or did she have a better time with that other guy and, you know, or she had sex with another guy. So there's no way I'm, I'm adequate or good enough for her. Right. So you can check that out at one extraordinary marriage.com slash bondage breaker. I'll also have a link here in the show notes for you guys. And, you know, as Tony's saying that, and I'm thinking, you know, this goes for both of you, both the one who is dealing with the guilt and shame and the one who maybe has been heaping on the guilt and shame. Think of guilt and shame as a weight. Mm. Oh, gosh. Right. So you either are putting that weight on yourself when, when you aren't working through the guilt and shame, when you're just perpetuating, you know, this downward spiral of negative thoughts, you're putting this weight on yourself. Or if you are the spouse who is shaming your, your spouse because of their past behaviors, you are putting weight on them. And how is it possible for you to have an amazing sex life if your partner is so weighed down with their past that they can't even come up for air? You know, think about it as like a scuba diver, you know, they have the weights and it, it weights them down. Well, to come back up, they got to lose the weights, right? You know, or um, not deep sea diver, but the free divers, you know, they go down with weights to help them get down and things like that. And so, you know, if, if you're struggling with the fact that your spouse has had premarital sex, I'm just going to do a shift here. Again, you need to commit to not bringing this up, right? Th- there's nothing to be gained right. by, by bringing up the past. You need to commit to telling those thoughts in your head that are like, oh, I wonder if he or she was better. Or I wonder if that's who they're thinking about or, or anything that causes doubt in your head or discouragement in your marriage. You need to tell to shut up. Your spouse said yes to you. Good point. Your, your, your spouse said yes to you. They didn't say yes to that other person. They said yes to you. And you need to remind, remind yourself that. You need to speak that. And, and hey, it may be that thing where you need to just go, my spouse said yes to me. Audibly. Mm-hmm. Like last week when we talked about my beautiful wife, right? We say that audibly. We don't just say it in our brain. We say it out loud. This is that time where you need to say it to, to, to hear it. My spouse said yes to me. I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I am her lover. That's I am good. his lover. Right? The last thing that you need to do, guys, uh, you need to continue to remind yourself about how blessed you are to have your spouse. See, their past is what made them the person that you fell in love with. Right? Everything that they went through to the point in time that you met them made them the person that you said, you know what? Yes, I will marry you. Or yes, I want to marry you. So why are we taking that same that same past and now using it as a weapon? Let's not do that anymore. Let's say whoever, however you got to be the person that I fell in love with, I accept and I take all of you. Right? That's what your wedding vow said. You said for better or for worse. Not for better and for better. Or for only the good parts. It's not what you said. So this week... This week, do life differently. Mm-hmm. If you've been dealing with the guilt and shame, it's time to start loosening that weight around your neck and around your marriage. If you've been giving the guilt and shame, it's time to stop. Your marriage will go through such an amazing transformation. When the two of you start working through the negative thoughts surrounding this, and sometimes you're going to be doing it individually, and sometimes you're going to be doing it together, just healing 
Mm-hmm. Right. And if this is an area that you've struggled with and you just don't know how to do it, I'm actually going to suggest that maybe it's time for coaching in your marriage. It's time to take that next step. You know, go to one extraordinary slash coaching. I know Tony will put a link in the show notes just mm-hmm. so you've got it there, but you may just in the short term need a third party to work with the two of you. There's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the shame doesn't need to be a part of your life anymore. No more guilt, no more shame. Get healthy and get whole so that the two of you can have the sex life that literally is off the charts, Mm -hmm. that is extraordinary, that is everything that you desired and more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you guys, I just, I just want to end this with saying you're not alone. You're not the only couple. You're not the only person who has had sex before marriage. What I am going to say though is if you have, you can still have an extraordinary marriage. You can. It's are you going to choose this week to start making a shift so you are not held down from the guilt, the shame that has held you there, the anxiety, the fear of what other people might be saying? I get it. I've been there. I have felt it all. And this week, I want you to make peace with yourself. If you're like me, who who felt all those ways, I had to make peace with myself to just go, you know what? That was who I was back then. It's not who I am now. It's not who I, who I, who I am moving forward. And by doing that, honestly, pick up the bondage breaker. It's not just for those who have like, you know, again, alcohol and drug addictions or sexual addictions. This is for you to break free of even negative thoughts in your own life. Do it because it is going to have such an impact on your sexual intimacy. You will be at the place where a seven days of sex challenge, a 30, even a 60 days of sex challenge is going to be like, oh my gosh, there is, there, there is such a new place. I am such a, in such a new place that these things that I didn't think were ever possible are now possible. Go out there, you guys. Find that peace. Break free of that because that's where the transformation begins. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week. If you have anything to share, come on back to the show notes. Leave us a comment. We love hearing from you guys. Or you can email us directly at info at one Love you guys. Have a fantastic week.